Welcome to Cast of Creators. We're your hosts. I'm Nelson Thal. And I'm Casey Stewart. We spent our careers in media and publishing, and now we're setting the stage for creative people who inspire us to share their stories. Cast of Creators is presented by our new social browser called Hover. Hover makes browsing fun. On Hover, you can follow people and your favorite site to discover and discuss the web all in one place. It's like the best of browsing and social. Download Hover, that's HVR, for iOS or Android. Our guest today is Brock Stacy, a longtime entrepreneur and founder of Bow Florals. We covered his career ups and downs. We talked about love, home renovations, and this is the first time we've had a puppy on the podcast. Thank hmm. you. Okay, let's go. Brock, welcome. Thank you for joining Thank you us. for having me here. I appreciate it. Yeah. Awesome to meet you. Yeah. I'm super excited to learn more about what it's like going from hair to fl- being a florist and running a flower business. I still have to like pinch myself and remind myself I yeah. had a life and a career all before mm-hmm. and everything. That's, because what? even my wife Talia knew of you when we brought your name up. She's like, wasn't he in hair? And then Kate was like, yeah, he was. So yeah. she she knew of you and maybe she um, was on set with you. She's a celebrity and editorial fashion stylist. Yeah, My yeah, wife, yeah. Talia, stylist. You know, that's what's cool about this area and creatives. They all seem to know each other a little bit. Yeah, I love, yeah. Like. I love that about yeah, the yeah, industry. Yeah. yeah. And this industry is very much into, you know, supporting each other, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. And I don't know if that's a Toronto market thing. But I can't imagine it's like that everywhere. You know, maybe it's a Canadian thing. It's a Canadian thing. I think it's a personality thing. I think you can tell pretty quickly when people are genuine and when people are wanting something. And that's why they're being nice to you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I find. And the cooler you are and the kinder you are, the more you get things done. Yeah. Lead with kindness. I'm really excited to have you here when um, you had first messaged me on Instagram. Um, You we had so this is our first time meeting in person. And you said, you know, I'd, I'd love to come on and have a chat and get vulnerable. And right away, I was like, I did a deep dive on all your content and everything you posted. And I was like, absolutely, yes, let's talk about it. And I feel like, you know, there's the flower side of things, but there's also the, I'm interested to know things that you learned and that you've grown from doing hair and the res- restaurant in Muskoka. Oh, God, that restaurant. Yeah. It's so like, like I forgot and- all about it. Yes. Well, we don't have to go there. Nelson and I are both cottage people and I spent a lot of time in that area. So I think that there's lots of things we can cover. For sure. For sure. Yeah. So you started with a love of hair and salons and walk me through that. So that came about, how early did you know that you loved that business? So honestly, and it's funny, I was just talking to my aunt, but my aunt had a salon in North Carolina. So when I was 12, I started going down and visiting. We were super close as a kid. So I would go and visit all the time. And once I could actually work, I would do shampoos at her salon, go down and make $2 a shampoo. <laughs> and I feel like I was a very young entrepreneur wanting to make money if I wanted things. That's how I was taught. Mm-hmm. So I would go down there all summer. And uh, yeah, it just kind of worked out that when I turned 18, got my hair license, I went to North Carolina and worked for her. Oh, great. And that's where I got like the hands-on experience. It was a military town. So as you know, that was when the Bob, that was when, what's her name? What's that? What's that? K plus eight? 
Yes, oh, Victoria yeah. Beckham. That <laughs> is when that was like the era of that. That was that okay. haircut. So oh my I had to tricky know, cut. I had to learn how to tricky do it. The, the um, talk to the manager. Hundred uh, <laughs> percent. Manager haircut. <laughs> Absolutely. So that's how I was like hands on. And the only way to learn in hair was to literally practice and and do it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for so sure. She threw me in. I got my experience and came back uh, to Ontario, and you know did the Aveda thing for a while, oh, and nice. then. Realized I needed to get out of that and open my own. So open my own salon, what I feel like over 10 years ago now. Cool. Wow. Yeah, okay, that was so, cool. Yeah, what is that like? So where where was the salon? So that was in Burlington. Okay. Um, I was I owned a work-live townhouse, so I lived on top of my studio. Cool. Oh, that's nice. So myself turned into two stylists and that turned into four and opened up my second floor. And then at that point, it was my ex-husband who worked for me. That was a whole story on its own, but <laughs> that was cool. Uh, a lot of experiences with that. And then, yeah, it was just, you know, that carried on. It was good, but I found through therapy, I'm a fixer. I'm someone who listens and has an answer for everybody, especially every woman who sits in my chair and tells me more than, you know, their husbands know. Let's be honest here, yeah, right? Yeah, for sure. totally. But that started to turn into... The soul draining where I would see someone's name on the computer and it would start to affect my day. You know, it's never imagine because you're like, oh no, Janice is coming in and she's gonna have a have a heavy load of emotional things that she's gonna unload on you. And not only did she have more money than anybody in that studio, (laughs) but she wanted the receipt and she always had the Starbucks, but she was always 10 minutes late and it was just like That kind of stuff that I'm like, this is actually taking up a lot more soul draining. Yeah, it's like emotional baggage. 100%. Wow. It's like it would be nice if you had that Uber comfort thing, but the reverse for your clients. For sure. So talk now a little bit, you know. Yeah, like you can ask them to be quiet. Yeah. yeah. No, you're right. It's going to be a silent treatment today. Okay. For sure. And then that was just, it was great. I was very successful. I, I feel like. I was at a great place. But the problem with that was when you're making good money and you're young, you want to spend it and you want to live. And yeah. I've always lived like that. But I think I tried to bite off more than I could chew. Yeah. And, you know, this is where I was realizing I don't want to do hair anymore. This is like draining me. And I've always lived a life of like, I'm never just going to do hair. Like there's so mm-hmm. much out there for me. Yeah. And then when anyone would ever say, Oh, but yeah, but you're good at this. What you should do. It's like, that was more reason to prove that I'm capable of doing Yeah, anything. watch me do something yeah, else. For sure. So how many clients would you have a day? How many people? At would le- you- from like, depending on color and cuts, like five to 10 clients, you know, that right. kind of. So you'd go back you'd to back to back. Back to back. Back to back. All through that day. For sure. And okay. in your house, you're basically starting a little earlier and you're yeah, you a little Yeah, like you literally like get up, get ready, go downstairs, go back, go to your room. For sure. That's exhausting. Sure. Yeah. I know I... Whenever I get my hair done, I, um, (laughs) whenever I go to get my hair done, I usually bring, um, something as a little gift, usually weed, um, (laughs) for the person that does my hair. And I try to be, um, not talk too much and also make a lot of jokes so that she, you know, for that thing, it's like, she sees that Casey's coming and she's like, oh, good. Casey's coming in today. And that's going to be And that is honestly a good feeling because when you're spending two plus hours with someone who, hasn't changed anything in their routine in life for the last 10 years you've been doing them, there is something about recycling your clients that it's true. Like, mm-hmm. but how do you do that with someone you've known forever? Yeah, I've never thought of it. Right? And it's even harder to change pricing with someone who's been coming to oh, you forever. Oh my God, All that, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So it's a bit of a mindfuck, but I, I knew I needed to do something different. 
So how long did you have that slot? Just over 10 years. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. a long time. That for a de- decade yeah, plus. Yeah, yeah. And so you literally did have clients that had been going to you for five plus years. We grew up together. I even had like, you know, some of my oh, first babysitters wow. who were, oh. you know, it was cool. And like Burlington, there is community there. There's a lot of community and people don't leave. And if they do leave, they come back. Mm-hmm. Right. So I've heard that. Yeah. My dad was totally respected. He was a teacher in Burlington. So like, the the energy and the Nelson vibe of the high school I went to, like everyone knew everybody. So when I opened my my shop, everyone was super supportive. So it was cool. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, so you then, want to say something? Yeah. Tell this us is, a little bit about your dog's name. Yeah. This is Fern. This is baby Fern. This is my little daughter. This is our first little daughter. <laughs> How old is she? She is four months. She's oh, yeah. so, so cute and, and soft super chill, and snuggly. Right? Mm-hmm. Right? We've never had love. a dog on the podcast. Well, I'm happy to hear that because yeah. she's great. So this is good. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm well, going to have a photo shoot with her while we're Appreciate it. <laughs> so it. 10 years, 11 years in yeah. and, and sort Way of stuff's Way bubbling to the surface emotionally. Yep. And you're... I'm sure that for how long were you thinking of getting out and then you pulled the like You know what? Years? If, in order to get out, I, I I felt like I needed to leave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And because again, what are you going to do, right? So in that, at the closer to the end, I was like working out and then like starting to personal train, but it wasn't what I wanted to do. Oh, so you decided that you're going to try and cross fade out of I'm this gonna, I, That was the only way because yeah, like, I still sl- had the clients and the money was coming still in, there. right? Or no, did you okay you no but it. it but it stayed open when you know shortly at the coming to the end um i one of my girlfriends was invited to go up to a private dinner series up in muskoka mm-hmm. um we'll say his name is john john smith so okay, john okay. was hosting a dinner series and i added john on instagram and we instantly connected and i fell in love with the idea of john this hunter chef Oh. Poet, um, at that time, goes to Google. This, no, just kidding. yeah, 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 for sure. Let's just say that's what I. I'm. I've learned a lot. I'm learning a lot through therapy that I create ideas of people and things mm. and fall in love with the idea. And of course, I went to the dinner. Um, I was invited. I went with my girlfriend, and it was beautiful. It was really, really vulnerable. It was really emotional, and it was basically a feast of food on this open table for ten people to eat and talk. And be vulnerable. Basically, yeah. like we went around, shared our stories, and it was really cool. And in a very short period of time, I fell in love with this guy. Um, and again, the fixer in me was like, "Oh, you want a a, a restaurant up here? Of course, like I want to be a part of it. You know, let me take money out of my home, and I'll buy this historic building that has a restaurant um, on the bottom floor." Oh, and. You know, I don't, I'm not afraid of trying. Like yeah, I brought my exciting, parents up. Sure. My parents were supportive. They wanted to invest. It was cool. It was cool until we got the keys and the previous owner basically flew to, you know, London, England and was gone and basically just shut it, shut it all down. We had to start from scratch and I maybe should have worked at a restaurant before I bought one. <laughs> and again, like this is the growing stuff that like to try to help anybody who's thinking and struggling and wanting a change, it's all possible. But man, you got to do your research first. And I didn't. So, hey, you know, it's it was a story. It was a yeah. story. Totally. So you arrive the day you get the keys and there is a kitchen there. Like what's there? 
the whole place was set up. It was basically, we took like a very, very small town pub, um, just a little north of Huntsville. Okay. And, and Berks Falls, you know that place? Yes. You know Berks yeah. Falls? It's, there is nothing in Berks Falls. And it's a town that no matter how much you try to put into it, I will say this, and I'm sure people in town <laughs> will agree, there is no change. They don't want change. It's, right. it's, uh, it's sad. Yeah. yeah. I know. Uh, my wife's from North Bay. Okay. So we a, go yeah, right past 100%. there. 100%. And I know that north of Huntsville until North Bay, it's pretty sparse. And I'm so glad to hear. And it's, it's nice that you know, because really- until you're up there, you can. That's that's the only way to yeah. find there's out. There's right? barely an exit to go to the bathroom for sure. Yeah, there's, there's a Tim Hortons. Much. There's a Tim yeah. Hortons, and yeah. that's like the busiest place I'd say in town. Uh huh. Yeah. So I is again, that considered we, Muskoka? You know, we, yeah, I guess that's considered yeah. Muskoka, Burks Falls. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, we could call so. the next Muskoka. town up. Yeah, yeah. Was that what do they call Orthus? it? Orthus. Yeah, yeah. Orthus. Yeah. Yeah, but I feel like they're like sister cities. Okay, so, um. So you get in this building and what, what's your game plan? Like, do you start from making a menu or how do you, well, like, how do you tackle this? Stuff? And that was the part that we really should have communicated first, you know, two, I say a types going in. One has done all the financing. The other one has the ego of a chef who, you know, also has a stepmom who's a very high, you know, high end known, uh, interior designer. Okay. So initially our plan, our dream was that we were going to open a boutique hotel mm-hmm. on the top two floors and eventually take this Prince Edward County vibe. It's yep. Niagara on the lake and have this really cool destination for cool couples, right? Yep. His mom seemed interested and it was like, I've hit the jackpot. Finally, in all my relationships, I finally met someone who's on the same page, wants what I want, and we were going to work our asses off to make it happen. And it was days later that I, I remember calling a friend being like, I've fucked myself. I have right, literally. You knew that early. I knew, I knew, I knew, I knew. Oh man. And yeah, and it was just, everything went wrong. It was just like, and I had, I'd put everything into this, right? And then I eventually bought a house up there about seven minutes down the street just because I'm like, there's no way that I can keep on living in this guy's ex's house. In the winter, the pipes were freezing. It's a different world up there. It yeah, is. Right? I lived up there for a, a winter. It's a different world, yeah. right? And, and, and it's you like, had experienced a successful business basically in Burlington. Like when you started your salon, for sure. it felt completely different at the beginning than this. That's, and I hate to say it, but I think the ego and the confidence in me was there where I was like, I mean, I had a second home. Like I was renting a, an apartment in Toronto while still having my place in Burlington just because I wanted to be because I could. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had a convertible at that point. I was really in a good spot. And, and, and I'm sad that, you know, I couldn't have just been happy with what I had. Mm-hmm. But again, it's like, it's a life experience of learning yeah. that I wouldn't do it over again. I really wouldn't because I've learned a lot. Mm-hmm. So it was just that time. It was about six months before COVID. We couldn't even do a year making this happen. I was, start, the money was just going down and down and down. My parents were involved. My grandfather was involved who financially was able to help. Um, and like my world was just kind of crumbling, right? Everyone's starting to know my, my closest friends were knowing like it was a disaster. Yeah. And then I'm driving wow. back three hours. I'd st- I'd say weekly now at this point because money needed to come in. So I was going back to the salon. So everyone that told me, what, what are you doing? Is now like told you and like, Oh, yeah. That hurts, and that right? Hurt. Totally. That really hurts because you're For like, sure. I know that I fucked up. Now, how do I get myself out of this situation? Yeah. Like, what do you think? 
you know, looking back at that time, what are some key takeaways maybe or like a couple things you learned that, you know, someone else maybe who's looking to open a business that maybe doesn't have the experience that you could offer them? Number one, like do your research. Do your research and don't ask people who you're closest to because they're thinking what they would do. You really need to ask a lot of people, get a real vibe as to like, is this something new that I'm creating? Is this going to be the same old, same old? Because if it is, people don't want that. We're in a world now where people want excitement. They want color. They want pop, right? Um, don't be afraid. Number two, like don't ever be afraid because it's, it's all possible, but you need to have support. Um, I always did. I've got incredible parents who have always said, how high, you know, mm. we'll make it happen. Right. Mm. So that, and yeah, I mean, continue to dream. Don't ever be afraid. Right. Like, and, and ask, ask people because worse you're going to get is no. Yeah. I think I feel like it can't hurt to ask. And when you ask people get involved, people want to help. And I've always been someone to be like, Hey, this is my idea. I know it sounds crazy. What do you think? Can we do it? So it, it, you know, works out, but, but again, because of Muskoka, I am where I am today and it was the flowers. So basically in this studio, um, it all kind of started from what am I going to do up in Muskoka? He's running the restaurant. I'm kind of front of house. I have no purpose here. I'm losing myself. What am I going to do? Right. And this was just around that time when lupins, which is a beautiful, do you know the lupin flower? It's a PEI's flower. It looks okay. almost like a trumpet. Yes. They oh, come okay, in yes. like purple, pastel, peach. Um, I started cutting them off the side of the highway. At that point, I had no money. So it was like, how can I style the restaurant? I've always loved to style. Mm -hmm. um, I put flowers everywhere. And then there was like a little ponink, ponink little uh, flower shop right across the street from us. So put more money into them than into the business at that point and would style flowers everywhere. And it started to get a bit of a reputation. Um, and we were turning a pub into more of a gastro pub, mm -hmm. a boutique year. The locals hated it. <laughs> mm -hmm. But the, you know, now that the cottagers were coming. Yeah, it was probably more of like a destination, like, oh, 100%. let's go here. That's the kind of thing I'd go to. For sure. The bands were coming in and it, the, the, the style was changing. And like, that is one thing that I would say we did well. Um, and now it's like, okay, uh, what am I going to do with this? I, I'm, I'm liking flowers. Like, this is fun. So my mom had a, a fundraiser in Burlington and I was like, could I do the flowers for it? I'll figure out how I'm going to do this. I'll find a wholesaler. Sure enough, I did. And that was it for me. Honestly, that was it. It was people were reacting to the flowers and they were not so regular shapes. It was never a circular round arrangement. Um, and that, that's literally how I started. Yes. One of the things that, um, I was looking on your website is that you um, have like a metric style, right? Mm -hmm. Of flowers. And like, what is that? I was watching a video where you were making something and there was a wire and I just loved watching how you did the placements of the different flowers. And what does the metric style mean when it comes to flower arranging? Well, I think like number one, it's, it's getting away from that traditional style. Yeah. Um, I knew what I liked and I liked that asymmetrical wild whimsical texture and it was happening and again like i'm not the first one to do it mm -hmm. but i didn't learn from anybody it was teaching myself and when i look back at what i originally did and to now there's just like this airy romance um bringing a little bit of like an old 
Victorian, you know, style, um, I kind of art vibes with this modern, cool, colorful. I love color. Yeah. Um, and again, you know, went to school for uh, menswear in New York a while back. So like, I've always been creative. I've always wanted to design. Yeah. And for someone who doesn't like doing the same thing every day, this this was perfect. I never had to. I never, ever had to do the same thing twice. So you must be constantly sourcing flowers. Are you weekly? Yeah, yeah. weekly. Weekly. And where okay. do they come from? Literally everywhere around the world. From Ecuador to Holland to our backyard to Niagara, um, all over, and, and depending on the season. So they'll ship them in. You've grown? Or ready to go. Ready to go. They'll ship them into your, your, uh, where's your, your headquarters? Now? So right now we've, so we went from Burlington to Grimsby. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we're right you. in like the, like the farm country. Yep. Yeah, um, cool. All my growers are within like 20 minutes, which is incredible. Um, I've created this really cool space we built behind the house to give me that. Do you have a greenhouse? Is it a greenhouse? So it's funny. The property that we bought actually has a quarter of an acre. So wow. behind my studio, we own the land behind. So originally the plan was to grow while learning. Cause again, this is still all new to me. Yeah. So I'm still learning. Okay. I thought I wanted to grow. There's no chance in hell. <laughs> it's, because it's you don't have the land or it's a full-time commitment. It's a full-time commitment. And yeah, I see my friends who do it. anything is a full-time For commitment. For sure. To do it I, all, I, I see what they do. You, one day you just kind of grow up and you realize you can't do it all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let certain people do what they yeah, do let, best. Yep. Yeah. And I'll focus on what I do. Right. How much land would a grower have to have to make a business out of it? It really depends. I think you could have a small little bit in your, I, I know friends in Toronto that basically rent um, the front or the back of people's homes and grow. Right. And it's just enough to make what they need to for their retail space. So let's say if you wanted to make it your entire business, if you wanted to grow flowers and it was your entire acres, business, acres, you'd need like, acres and okay. acres. Yeah, for sure. And At probably- least like three, four acres, I think. Depending on, right? Because if you're going to be a retail florist, it's going to be different than maybe being a wedding florist and what you're growing and what's available and what's in season. And our weather hasn't been the best. It's been really hot, but when it's cold, it can ruin everything. And when it's rainy, it can ruin everything as well. So you learn, like you're learning. So ideally you have, um, like are most of the, your growers, uh, somebody with 10 acres with a green, with greenhouses? For sure. To the biggest, biggest ones that like mainly, you know, um, work with grocery stores and uh, restaurants and that kind of stuff that basically will get the, you know, the cheaper stuff for the grocery stores where it's like your mom's, your carnations. Yeah. And then they've got like the luxe stuff that is flying in from Ecuador, from Holland, really depending on what, like basically we've, our peony season, say it's May, I can get peonies now right. from the, the, you know, the, the direct grower. They're $16 a, a flower, but there are people Delivered, crazy like, enough to your door, $16. For sure. Yeah, for sure. A flower. A flower. A, a flower. flower. I remember I wanted to get, um, in September, I wanted to get peonies for my mom because she always had them in her garden. And I talked with someone. They're like, are you sure? And I was like, I changed my mind because it was not, it right? was a monstrous amount. Yeah, yeah. well, you're not going to go out of season. If you go out of season, it's a, it's so expensive. Well, but and like I think that's somebody. what's kind of cool these days about being in it. Where like, hey, if some, if a bride or a client is looking for something, I'm happy to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Can... Just recently, I did a wedding at a restaurant um, for the daughter who was getting married. Um, they went all out. We're talking big time just for specific flowers in season elsewhere. Yeah. But mm. I love it. Right. And 
And the more you get comfortable now, it's like originally you're getting things on a, on a Thursday morning, prepping them for a Saturday wedding. And then you start to realize and you understand flowers where like you can cut them a week ahead because you want them to be open. Right. Right. That's the romance that I'm trying to create now where it's, it's, it's almost at their end. So it's not to have after. Right. It's so that they're fully open. You can see the center. They're, they're wild. Bloom. They're in bloom. They're even starting to change color, like fading out, which I think is also this, like the romance of it. Yeah. So it's a learning. It's a learning lesson, but it's right, been a fun one. You've got to time that whole thing. It's a lot like it. cooking, actually, in the sense that you're, sure. you're timing. So if you have a wedding, let's say someone's you've got a wedding Saturday. Yep. Um, you've got to have those flowers at your place in water starting to bloom for Saturday. So if there's different types of flowers, you're timing them completely. They're on different you know, clocks. You know, you know the ones like say, oh, that's like a tulip is cool. I love tulips. Some people yeah, think, too. oh, tulips don't last. I'm like, it's bullshit. Everything lasts depending on how you take care of it, right? Mm -hmm. From direct sun, you know, the, the warmth of the water, how clean the water is. But basically a tulip that you want to open and flip uh, to give it a lot of texture this would be something I would open up on a Tuesday prior, leave it out in the sun, um, in water to just slowly continue to open. So yeah, it's a, it's a total like waiting game. Some work and some don't. They're flowers, right? Not everything is going to work. Yeah. yeah. There's kind of a beauty in that. I Which like is cool. It. Yeah. Yeah. So what's the biggest event you've done? How many people? Or you'd go by how many arrangements? Yeah. People or arrangements? Or you know, I'm still at the... I'm learning again because there's all different types and I'm in that, I would say I'm in the middle and I'm, and I'm loving it. It's where like I can do a nine to $15,000 budget with me and another designer, mm -hmm. maybe another one day of, but like where I'm actually making money. And I think a lot of times some of these designers like, well, first off, a lot of creatives aren't good financially, mm -hmm. right? They don't want to do the, the other side, the admin. Yeah. So they look the part, but they've got 10 staff there. And it looks unreal, but by the time you break it all down with how much you're doing before and after, you've got a team that comes in to clean up, you kind of hey, start to ask, am I making a, money or am right, I, that's what I didn't want to margin. do. Yeah. 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 So you learn, you learn slowly. But um, I think it's more like lately, I feel like even the, the coolest experiences are when I get to like even work with certain brands. Yeah. Um, you know, the oh. Bay was a really, really cool gig that I got that I was very lucky last summer. And that's kind of opened up this confidence of like, I'm going to, there's so many things I want to do. Yeah. I feel like, you know, when you know it's coming, you yeah. just have to be a little more patient mm -hmm. and get back into like creating content. And be consistent. I mean, that's a big one. That's a, I mean, I've had a blog for a long, long time. <laughs> I don't need to say how many years, but you know, I think that's the one thing that's been consistent, like, you know, for 17 years. But I mean, when you want to grow your brand or your business, sure. publishing regular content is really, really important. And it's tough because like real humans, we are not always in a good mood. We are not inspired. The weather is shitty, you know, and like that. And you maybe just want a day where you want to do absolutely nothing. Yeah, get on that couch. You just don't fucking yeah. feel like it. Yeah. It's um, the, cr the creator life totally. is definitely really challenging. And especially, you know, I mean, for you, you could have, a wedding coming up, a shoe with a brand partnership, then you, who knows, family things. And it's like all this stuff happening. And then you're like, oh, and I got to be like 
hi, today I'm doing this. And but I think that is hard. where ding, ding, ding. It's like the more I wish people could like own that shit more online to be like, oh my God, wow, like your world isn't perfect. Like, yeah. you know, an hour before this, you were a mess. Yeah. And I think that's what people connect more from at times, especially these young girls that look at these like, you know, beautiful women that it's like, we both know all your life is not perfect. Like, man, I wish we get a little bit more real and vulnerable. Yeah. There's a lot of nuances, though, to your routine that you're probably underestimating the amount of people who are interested in them. Well, like, yeah. Yeah, me. I, I, I love like, seeing the behind yeah. the scenes. Yeah. Like, but like you said, though, it's like you're in a day where I have all these ideas of what I want to do, but I'm so damn behind. Like things came in late. I don't want to bitch about the person that like dropped everything off two hours too late. And now I'm like, you know, whatever it is. Yeah, you're playing catch up. And sure. like, I find For this sure. happens with me. It's like, you know, even when it comes to updating my blog, I'm like, I haven't updated my blog, but I mean, I've been doing maybe Cats of Creator Social and then working on another client and working on different things. And I've, I've been in the internet, but then when it comes up to the point that's like, oh my God, I didn't post anything on my story about, about this, or I forgot to post something because I've just been like in the rat race. You can only do so much. Yeah. It's you can definite. only do so much in one day. Yes. But a lot of your content that you're doing for reels and, and your content's great. Thank you. Thank but, you. Um, and I haven't watched a lot of your stories because I, you were just meeting. But, you know, like you look at the big reality shows like Gold Rush and Deadliest Catch and yeah, all the yeah. Ice Road Truckers. Okay. They've taken <laughs> they've taken like content you'd never dream of actually it it doing very well. I mean, these these Ice Road Trucker guys, they, sure. they wouldn't. In a million years, they never imagined they'd be on TV. But like, for example, if you have an event coming up Saturday and you're like, I've got an event coming up Saturday. These flowers are late. Like (laughs) they should have come here on the Monday. They're coming on late Tuesday. I got to get these things to bloom Saturday. (laughs) Like, you know, like that stuff's good stuff. And and, and all I'm going to say is (laughs) I've got a good friend and I hope you're I hope you're listening. I hope she's going to be listening to this. And she's unreal. Uh-huh. And she's a TV producer. Uh-huh. Um, we did some really cool stuff for the Food Network. I was I did cool. an episode. Yeah, of the Chocolate say. Showdown. Cool. Um, I mean, like, <laughs> she is always rooting, rooting, rooting. I know she's pushing stuff. In the perfect world, my dream would be to be a host of a floral competition. Yeah, and not so much of the Netflix vibe of what it was for. Um, what was the the the, the one Brandy was on? The one, the fight, the the flower fight. Oh, I didn't see that one. It it's it's more plant based okay. floral design and a little bit more like quirky and yeah. I want to be in a ho- like I know such incredible designers that I yeah. feel like to do wild stuff. Well, we're it's putting it happen. out there right now. We're putting it out there. I know it's going to happen. And again, I even would love to bring back four weddings from from TLC. Oh yeah. I don't know about you, but like I watched that every time. I cried. I laughed. <laughs> And I competed, right? Yeah. And I think we need that again. I see some of yeah. my friends that have these really cool shows. And I'm like, like you said, people want to learn. They want to like, yeah, they want to be yeah, emotional. Yeah, absolutely. And we need to bring that back. There isn't right now like a really cool floral inspiring show. No. So it's going to happen. I love that. Have you done, um, uh, you know, have you done any um, like workshops? Because I would do a workshop. <laughs> 100%. That's how I started. Okay, that was. Cool. That was it. During COVID, that was the only way. We would basically create these buckets ready to go. Um, whether it was flower, like a floral arrangement or a wreath for the holiday, we would create these buckets. They would pick them up on our porch. And then, you know, at seven o'clock at night, all these couples or girlfriends would all be on their computers with wine 
<laughs> and we would do it up. You know what I mean? It would just be such a cool night. And that's literally how I continued to grow Yeah. during COVID where it's like, how am I going to make money and connect with people? And, you know, 10 people turned into 20. We had a workshop almost 50 people. Wow. wow. And that's, again, the community that I, I'm around that, like, mm-hmm. women supporting women. Yeah. And two, like, incredible husbands. Again, there would be guys on a Saturday morning before we opened being like, dude, my wife loves your flowers. I'm here. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I heard you sell out. And that was what I think, like, brought me so much positive energy. And this, I wouldn't even say ego. I would say this confidence to be, like, this is the beginning, yeah. you know, and when 5,000 followers and then 10,000 followers, and then my best friend worked for me, it's like, how do we keep on going? Right. Yeah. And through COVID, we were able to advertise the most on social media yeah. to get people um, interested, you know? Yeah. The workshop's really nice because you're able to actually just assemble, let them assemble it. For sure. Like, the, so the connection with you actually becomes completely different than if you're doing the entire arrangement and doing everything. For sure. The learning, the understanding, like, oh my God, like, I get these. And, and it, it's always a funny joke when a guy gets a girl a bouquet mm-hmm. and you know he spent no more than fourteen ninety nine at yeah. the grocery store on his way home. Like, she doesn't like really any of them. Yeah. He doesn't maybe even know what he grabbed. The thought that counts, it's super yeah. cute. Yeah. But how to take some of those basic flowers and I can like manipulate some of these blooms mm-hmm. to, to look like a very different flower. And mm-hmm. that was the aha on like this Marilyn Dennis kind of stuff that I would go on and show people how to take like a basic grocery store bouquet and turn it into your own arrangement. Oh my gosh, right. I'm going to look that up. And you I've... should do something this winter for sure. You oh should join God. one of my workshops for I would sure. love to. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. what are your favorite flowers to work with? Of all the flowers. That's a great question. Honestly, still, the tulip is one of my favorites just because I know how to manipulate them where you basically like flip the petals the opposite direction and it looks like more like a wildflower. Oh, you flip them so they bend out. Yeah, you flip them backwards. Okay. Um, Again, I think this would be a really fun thing to do with you and we can kind of show more. Oh my God, I would love to. This is, I love flowers. I grew up... um, in Cambridge and my mom had a big garden, but my family's from New Zealand and my Nana had this huge, huge garden with flowers. My granddad took care of it. She took care of it. So like going back there and just the beauty and, you know, in New Zealand, everyone has like a Especially the wild big garden yeah. and way you know, more wilder flowers, just, more like desert like. Yeah. Palm. yeah. Um, so I love flowers. Um, I don't have a big garden now, but I, I mean, I would love to do something fun with you and flower for range. Sure. I think flowers just bring out this romance for people. And men were buying, you know, during COVID, men were buying flowers more than they ever were. It wasn't a female thing anymore. It wasn't, it was just a really cool thing that you- To find joy. For sure. And you wake up every morning in, in your kitchen on your island, there would be a little arrangement. It's it's pretty cool. It's really cool to see like how flowers are super cool again. And, you know, maybe they always were, but I think just for me to see how- it really affects emotionally people's lives. It's pretty cool. So rewind to when you were talking about um, the business you had with an ex of yours. Yeah, now two businesses with exes. Okay, yeah, you have two businesses (laughs) with exes. Note to self, don't do that again. Don't do that again. Don't do that again. So (laughs) what are some some of the reasons they didn't work out? And how does a business thrive with a partner? Well, you know that saying, there's a lot of sayings out there like don't like cliches mix. that actually Yeah, are like for you know, reason. don't work with family or like or friends. I don't think don't that's true. Don't shit where you eat. 
Yeah, all that. I really don't think that has to be it. Because I think this is old bullshit that our parents or our grandparents told us and, and it sticks with us. I think that's bullshit. I think you can work with anybody. But I think where I went wrong is I didn't really know these people. And I have a tendency to fall in love first before being friends. And I think if you don't have trust and you're kind of thinking really like, what what are what are we doing? Is this for us or is this for you or is this for me? You know? Yeah. So I think I've just learned that you, you know, trust is number one. Trust is really, and like, and really communicating the intentions. Because mm-hmm. if you just know, hey, listen, I've always wanted my own this, uh, I, you know, it's my dream. It's like, well, how, how much passion and how much work are you going to put into it to make happen? Because no matter what I do, it's 110. Like, right. I'll change up my idea, but it's always going to be 110. So that would be something to think about with who you're getting into business with for sure. So in those businesses, did you find that you were putting in the work and the other person wasn't? Just different types of work. Like, I think when people meet me, you know, my husband and I now, like, we, we work at our relationship. We have an incredible um, therapist that works with us just because we're not communicating always the same way. Um, you know, and instantly it's like a criticism turns into defensiveness and it starts. Yeah. And I think, um, yeah, I don't know. Life's, life's crazy. What, what, what did you ask me again? I'm like, I feel like I'm, <laughs> no. Right now, I'm like, no, 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 you start thinking about it. I really so, started to think and it's like, yeah. Trust communication. Yeah. yeah trust and communication key. would be the, the top two for, for sure. success in business with a partner. For sure. Also yeah. probably very important to note in a relationship with, any partner, you know, trust and communication. But I think like even I've even heard that there can't really be two stars. Like one needs to be the, you know, the, mm. the supporting lead or like the yeah, supporting Yeah, you can't character. have two leads. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that works with my husband and I where like he's just supportive. He loves what I do, you know. Yeah. And I think a lot of times people, when I start dating them, fall in love with, again, the idea of what it's all about and what it's going to be like. And then realize halfway through, like, I can't keep, keep up. Like... He's always on the go. You know, I, I know how to work, but I also think I know how to like take some chill time and yeah. and go on vacation. But I'm learning through therapy that like, I like the excitement. I'm an Aries. I don't know if that's it, <laughs> but like, I like the go, go, go excitement of change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we're already talking like, you know, in two days, our house goes on the market. Like we just moved in. You're the yeah. farmhouse? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, where are you moving? <laughs> so we're in Grimsby now and we found this beautiful dream home in Ancaster. Okay. Um, okay. You know, no we're two bedrooms right now. This is like five bedrooms. Oh, yeah, okay. nice. It's on a hill. It looks like something from, it's the kind of space that I could have ceremonies there. Oh, beautiful. It's, just, it's honestly, it's like the orange brick, this kind of heritage property. It's got the romance you're looking for. Three, you know, three car garage that I would convert into my studio, you know, do glass on the one side. Like it, it's got, I can see it mm. just like what I have now. And if it doesn't work out, with the market right now, it's it's a bit of a shit show. So if it doesn't work out, it wasn't meant to be. That's how I'm looking. Nelson at it. just bought his first house. Mm-hmm. Congrats! Yeah, exciting. Thank you. They Around here in a month. Around here, yep. yeah. We move next month. month. Awesome. Yeah. What area? York. Literally right around here. the corner okay, from cool. here. Awesome. Yeah. And um, it. You know what? For years, I was trying to figure out because I have a daughter now. Yep. What? Where the heck that. are we gonna? Congrats. You know what are we gonna do? Thank you. What are we? You know where are we? Because. 
couldn't figure it out because my wife and I completely function in this area. Um, my office is here. Her work is here yeah. or downtown. Now, can you guys function in like a two bedroom? Like, is that like two, three bedroom or like house? Well, like right now we're in a one plus one. And now, and honestly, can you guys, does it work? No, a one plus one, um, it, it, you can make it work because we've work. made it work. Yeah. Um, but no, a one plus one is not really something you can, you, if you, if you have the option to move, then you're probably going to move to a bigger place if you have a child. Well, there's also something fun about shopping and buying new pieces every couple of weeks, months, years. And when you've got a smaller space, like realistically, where's the other stuff going to go? Oh, yeah, you can't. You you basically hit, you'd have to get rid of things to buy things. For sure. Um, so you must be excited now. You get to start buying more. And- oh, he's telling yes. me every day. I, I, yeah, yeah, I, 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 nice I because I love all of that for sure. So um, I I really love um, homemaking, making a, making a house a home. I love to do. Well, especially it's like it's it's one of the best parts to be in a in a marriage with a baby, what? and and doing it together. Like there's something really beautiful about that. It's fun. That's what you do on your weekends, right? Exactly. Yeah. So I don't find it very stressful. But like for example, I'm not biting off a big project. Um, I'm not renovating. Um, I would not renovate at where I am in life. Just it's not necessary for me. Or just like you just know you couldn't live through it. It's not a good use of my time. Yeah. Okay. Right now. Uh, Um, and even in the future, I'd be very hesitant to renovate. I'd much rather tear down and build or just find something that is a tear down to build just because I've seen people go through renovations and, um, if you're doing, you know, maybe a little bit of a renovation, I could manage. But as soon as you're tearing off every every piece of drywall and you're just going down to the studs, mm. it's a lot of work and sure. a lot of energy. And at the same Not time, you can't also stop your regular life. Right. Where are you going to live? Yeah. So I wouldn't tackle that now. So we, we were trying to figure out um, what to do. And and we love a condo, but we, during COVID, we weren't allowed guests at our condo. Really? And we didn't like that. We yeah. didn't want with a daughter, and not that you're going to necessarily, the odds are you're not going to have another pandemic, okay? Sure. Yeah. But having a daughter and knowing that, you know, you want to be able to have friends over, you want to be able to have family over, you want to be able to have visitors, um, imagining not being able to have visitors with like a two, three, four year old is just like, you know, so I, we didn't want to move to another condo. Um, but we love a concierge and we have an indoor pool and Ariel swims all the time. So I didn't know how to slice it. I couldn't figure it out. (laughs) I had boxes. Like I had boxes. I I went to, I looked at tons of places, um, North of here, all over the place. You know, you check, couple boxes out of like a 12 box list <laughs> and probably you know three hundred thousand dollars more than like we even want to pay yeah. oh All you that. couldn't i yeah. could yeah oh i had to wait for the market to to come down yeah i, I couldn't stomach what was going on a crazy. year ago crazy. it was crazy oh, yeah for sure yeah. yeah so um what we did end up finding was a a home it's a town home built into a condo okay cool so you get the best of the condo yeah and you get the Best is there a pool? Of the house, yeah. yeah a pool. Okay, so ding, you, it so it checked it checked it, the it checked a every staggering box. amount of boxes, cool. Cool. and uh, so that's our next next step. Well, congrats! Thank yeah, you. It's that's, super that's, exciting. It is. It really is, and like I hope you enjoy all of it because it's a big big step. 
Thank you. Yeah, congrats. It's, um, you know, we're um, incredibly thankful to to have Ariel, and uh, you know, we, we we feel very fortunate to be because a lot of these things are completely out of your control. For sure. You know, I see a I see a big social party of all your. You know, I think that we're going to do that. Together. I think yeah, we'll do that in the we spring. definitely like to have a cast party for a cast of creators. You yeah, know? I think that we'll do that in the so, spring. 100%. Yeah, I really, mean, really fun for sure. We will hire you to do the flowers. I, mean, 100%. I would love that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I saw your Instagram too. Like your wife looks really cool. And like, I'd love yeah. to thank your you. brain about stuff too. So absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, how old were you when you got your first tattoo? Oh God, young. Yeah. Those tattoos I don't remember. even have anymore. Yeah, did you like cover them you up? Co- those are yeah. Tattoos. I've covered up a few already. God, if I just if I could tell anybody young who's listening who wants to start getting tattoos, give your head a shake number one and start really thinking about what you want. Mm-hmm. There's some beautiful stuff out there. There's incredible artists. Don't be an idiot like I was and just get random shit. You know, it's so I, I cringe when I see certain people, you know, with like barbed wire on their arm. Or oh. something. I got to watch what I say. Right. I don't yeah. have any. But no, but, but you things, can just tell certain, like, there's yeah. certain ones. And there's a shade of black now that like you just know it was from the a early long 90s. time ago. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's been a, it's been a long time. I'm, I'm done. Yeah. yeah I'm done you're done. Tattoos. Yeah. I think the older you get, in, the more painful. In what sense are you done? Like you're covered uh, I'm, or I'm, you're I'm d- done I'm as just in you're like, not getting at anymore? Had yeah. I'm done with the pain tolerance. Uh-huh. Like my neck was the last one I did. Oh God, was, that would hurt so much. Well, the first time, again, I've been going to this artist. She's great, but she used a different, whatever she used. I mean, like coolant to oh, you know, okay. clean up every time. And it had like the menthol in it. Oh, and it stung. Stung. I was like, what did you, like, even the beginning was fine. As soon as she did that, I was, it was You're done. Like, and I, so do I, I said halfway through, there's men all around me getting like, you know, big pieces. And I was like, has anyone ever quit? Like halfway yeah, like, through. And she's like, yeah. I said, I'm done. Yeah. Like you, whatever you put on me, it's like, it's stinging. So, you know, a month later I go back, I had medication with me and it still hurt. Yeah. So I'm think like that was the universe saying, you know, finish off what you've done and get out of here. I'll tell you, I watched that Ink Master show or yep. I watched, I think I watched a couple, maybe more than a couple episodes yeah, yeah, of yeah. that show. That was a good show. Yeah. Oh, it's cool. Right. I sure. like, I, I, you know what? I like watching people try and execute a complicated tattoo totally um but i I would never be a canvas for one but i like watching somebody because there's a lot of interesting i mean it's a great art form for sure um yeah i'd like to try tattooing not someone but those pigskin canvas are you on a banana i actually have some at home because i bought a tattoo kit during the pandemic i did one stick and poke tattoo on myself and then i realized that i'm not going to do that again (laughs) so is it more just the fact of like because again, there was once a time that I like maybe I could do like tattooing. I used to do makeup at one point too, so I was like, eyebrows were you know becoming yeah. a thing, and I was like, okay, maybe like I see some people making crazy money on this. Should I try to practice? Because it's like I think it's all just about the hand. Yeah, like, and the pressure. Go. Yeah, all. I that, mean, right? I before I bought that tattoo kit, I went super jail tattoo, and I made I used like India ink and I a pen on a pencil, and I was living at the cottage in the woods. And I gave myself a tattoo. Um, do not recommend doing that. It's only a couple dots. Um, but I mean, I respect good tattoo artists for what they do. And I will not try. Again. Can you tattoo any leather? Like, can you tattoo white leather? Um, stuff that's white leather, like a purse. Can you tattoo I don't it? think you don't think- could tattoo. You'd have to. You, that's why I tattoo like leather is, um, what's it called when you burn, burn it in? 
um, but uh, they practice branding, on like pig the skin. Stuff, pack, or or there's they? these. Um, you can use a banana skin, and you can also use. Yeah, but that's you get not. like a. Yeah, I guess a pig skin, but there's also like a rubberized skin that I got with my tattoo kit that you can try on. Plus, I think half of it is like piercing the skin and then it mm-hmm. healing mm-hmm. to make it look the way it does. Yeah. Right? And I don't think even the pig skin. I I, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I don't even know if I could me. even like be okay with. <laughs> yeah, like I would it's not a live do it. pig. I'm, no, 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 for sure. But even just like no, <laughs> it's yeah. like just yeah. a piece of like a hunk a of prosciutto. Square. I think yeah. you can k- yeah. tattoo. I'd probably do it. it. You go over to Italy and practice. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'd probably do it. I mean, oh, I'd love I, that's also like a, a workshop I would take if I could go to a tattoo because I I like art and drawing and I think that that was something that would. Cool oh, do. I'd be into all those types of workshops. I'd do a welding one. Yeah. I'd definitely be into for to a welding workshop. My dad can teach you. I want to do uh, pottery. I like I've done I it. I do pottery. a pottery. I really want to like over the winter, I want to get into like what else can I do with what I do? Hundred percent. Make my own, you know, vases yeah. for weddings and any glass blowing around and then in this. Province? I watched that show. Yeah, like, Brian yeah. even yeah. on the show. Yeah. Um yeah, no. I know, I've no, no. I'm not really into glass. I've never right. really been a glass. I feel like, but pottery, I think pottery for sure. It's it's, it's always dangerous. sexy. I feel like glass is kind of like well, especially is it contemporary or like you're doing the wheel. Yeah, there's one guy I follow on Instagram who's unreal. Like he's also incredibly attractive and <laughs> does pottery naked pretty much. Oh, send me his account. Yeah, it's, he's like <laughs> L.A. You know, it's like you're not quite sure what is you know if he's gay, straight. He's just super super cool. I think he does it in his trailer. Oh my god! Yeah, love. so that's my inspiration for the winter. Yeah, I think um, every winter I try. <laughs> that's and great. Do like a winter kind of like how can I make myself better project? Like this winter, um, I've got a master class subscription. I've got a couple of classes I want to take. Like the winter prior, you know, picking a different thing. I think for the winter, it's good to give yourself a goal because I always think that when spring comes, tying it back to flowers is that's like my time to bloom. I'm ready to bloom sure. like something. Yep. I'm ready to come out with a new skill or I worked out a lot the winter or something. But I think if you can give yourself some kind of project to work through that dark winter, then you're ready to bloom as a person in spring. That's really a great thing. I agree. I think that's, I, I think bang on. Like I think we're sometimes so routine to like expect someone else to bring that out in you. But like you really need to like figure out on your own and when, when you know when people say oh, I don't have like a hobby, I'm like, oh mm-hmm. man, that 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 sucks. sucks. Yeah, that sucks, right? Suck. Because it's like find one. I dive into countless you, things. Yeah, but like, is it <laughs> insecurity? Is it like worry? Is it going to look good? Like, are you not creative? It's like, but yeah, like, money can be some sort of hobby if there's a way that you can turn it into something, right? Mm-hmm. Even helping a friend out who n- needs accounting. Yeah. Right now, right? I'm diving deep into electricals, like <laughs> house wiring. Okay, cool. I was watching my ele- my electrician. Yeah. And this was similar to our, our night nurse. The first time we had the night nurse there, okay? Yep. The first, That's lasted, in an earlier episode if you want to know about the She lasted nurse. 40 minutes, okay? I was watching the electrician work on my switches. And I know a bit about wiring, but I've never actually di- done a nice deep dive into it. Yep. I'm watching it. I'm like, you know, what's he's not doing anything. I, I'm not, you know, interested slash capable of doing here. Um. And the tools, like he's got a tester, you know what I mean? Like the big tool he's yep. got is a tester to figure out which l- wire is live. Well, you know, that's not much of a of an investment in the tester. So I get the tester and I'm starting to work with my <laughs> my new home automation system. And, and you know, 
electrical wiring is though is a total wild west. It's a, it's nobody has standardized this stuff. You'd you'd expect some type of form of standardization around electrical wiring. I'm in a I won't I won't say the developer, but I'm in a prominent developer built building. Okay. Yep. You open up, you take four switches out, and this gang box looks completely different from the four switches in the other gang 100%. box. And like, it's, it's pathetic. Actually, it's an embarrassment. Okay. Electrical. What I, sure. what I've seen sure. behind what they switches. Get away with is, is nuts. It's nuts. Yeah. There's like a coffee cup in there, practically. You know what <laughs> no, I mean? There's, there's a, like, there, there's a half <laughs> smoke, smoke cigarette in. Yeah. Oh, yes. Sure. All the time. Care. They, they don't, don't care. care. And it's yeah. pathetic yeah. because the it, first one gets, all the proper stuff when the guy comes in to do the yeah. inspection, they don't inspect them all. Right. From what I know, they do a couple. None of them look the same. Yes. Yeah. So, um, so I'm diving into that. So that's one of my my latest. But there's only really two things. There's your switches. I mean, I'm not dealing with the electrical outlets. I'm not changing outlets. But you know what? And there's the I lights. encourage you to do more because honestly, once you get an electrician to come in, I used to do the same thing. I would get someone to come in and change my chandeliers. I thought it was difficult. Mm-hmm. YouTube, literally yeah. YouTube, oh, YouTube videos I, I in so 10 minutes. Yeah. It's literally connecting and, and having someone there to either hold something super heavy. All you're doing is switching out different, you know, yeah. cords. Exactly. And then you're saving yourself thousands at times, like maybe not, especially on, you know, if something like with the LED and mm-hmm. uh, what's that called? Like the up and down. Oh, dimmer. The dimmer. That's <laughs> the difference. Like Louise and I put in our, our chandeliers in this house to save some money, but it was always the dimming that is like, okay, you yeah. learn about the circuit board. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll tell you, the pottery uh, hobby sounds interesting. I would join you two at a class yeah, if you wanted to do like a pottery do class. You've done a couple. Class. I want to work with that wheel. I want a wheel it's, class. And it's really cool when you get a good vibe going. Yeah, it's like you're going at your own pace and you end up with something really, really cool. Yeah, yeah. or you end up with something that you is not that great and you got to keep working at it. I have a friend who is going to be on the podcast soon and she recently took up. Um, pottery classes and she said that it was a really humbling experience to learn something new and to try and work through making something and now she's done a few things and um, E. Fancy also mentioned she wants to do pottery um, I think it's like An exciting class to put together here there's something I feel that could be relaxing and challenging and inspiring about it for sure beautiful I'm yeah. looking yeah. forward to it Brock we should do that I'm yeah. I, you know I'm always down yeah I, I think it'd be if, if if somehow we could like get these mics into a pottery class where like they can hear us doing and yeah, you know we what could I mean? do a yeah. pottery episode. That would be fun. Oh yeah, for totally. sure. I love it. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. I'm so thankful to have to be here today. It's so cool. I appreciate you asking me and that's great. Thank you. Oh, you're so Thank welcome. You. Thank you. And I look forward to doing a floral workshop Hell with yeah. you. Yeah. Thank you guys. Great. Thanks for tuning into this episode with Brock Stacy and his special guest, Fern. Check out his recent work at bowflorals.com. That's B-E-A-U-X florals.com. Watch previous episodes of Cast of Creators on YouTube, listen on your favorite podcast platform, or visit castofcreators.com for show notes and info.